Welcome everybody to the business podcast where we pour out weekly business lessons from those who are living them. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and my guest today is making his dreams come true through bottles to bags, style with purpose. Dreamers, wherever you are right now, help me and help you out by giving a big warm welcome to our guest, Hamilton Perkins. Woo! Thanks so much for that, Joe. I appreciate it. You are very welcome, sir. Hamilton, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm the founder of Hamilton Perkins Collection. Uh, you know, I'm a guy from Virginia. You know, I'm a Virginia native. Uh, went to school for marketing. Thought I would uh, be in the sports marketing world or thought I would eventually be an agent. But uh, my plans changed when I was, you know, in sophomore year, I switched my major to business. Uh, I've always been in retail. I've always been very uh, entrepreneurial uh, minded, I would say. I, um, you know, I've had, you know, several ventures throughout college and, you know, kind of uh, post-college and um, kind of found my way into uh, leather goods at a point where I was making bags, uh, out of, you know, kind of high end, uh, vegan leather and, uh, made a custom business out of it. Uh, you know, had a stint, uh, in finance, uh, went back to business school and, you know, kind of came up with this concept for the earth bag series of products that we, uh, that we make and we sell them, uh, direct to consumer. So uh, right now we're in about a dozen doors for retail. We, we've started to uh, branch out and, uh, you know, we manufacture a lot in Haiti, uh, sourcing plastic bottles from Haiti and uh, sourcing billboards from uh, kind of local companies, local agencies. And uh, yeah, just, you know, in, enjoying uh, coming to work every single day. So, and where are you located out of? We're in Virginia. Our headquarters is uh, inside of the ODU Innovation Center. Um, it's Old Dominion University. That's uh, where I actually went to school undergrad. Um, we also have a second location uh, that is on the Old Dominion University campus uh, inside of uh, the Monarch Way store, which is at uh, 4306 uh, Monarch Way in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, and that our showroom is... Uh, we're, we're at 501 Bush Street, Suite B in Norfolk, Virginia. So uh, that's that's where we are currently. Wow, that's awesome, man. So let's let's talk about, like, what was some of the first steps you, you took to get started when you decided that you were, were going to make the jump from from uh, doing, like, leather goods to, to making things out of plastics? Yeah, I think it was a kind of an aha moment. I think my background was in retail, so... I'd been to trade shows and I just learned from the internet about different technologies, different uh, possibilities for manufacturing. But, uh, you know, I think just wanting to contribute more, you know, I found out that there were billions of plastic bottles being thrown away each year. Uh, you know, thousands of pounds of vinyls uh, essentially going into landfills and, uh, felt that there was a need to customize the customer experience. So each bag could be different. Each bag could be unique. Uh, starting out with, with what was a personal problem, you know, turned into selling to friends and family and small businesses and eventually, uh, a Kickstarter campaign where we had a $10,000 goal. We hit the goal in under a week, uh, had a six month lead time 
and eventually shipped out all the orders at the end of 2016. But before we did that, we we won the Virginia Velocity Tour, which was sponsored by the governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. So that gave us a $25,000 grant for more runway. And, you know, we moved into our showroom here at the ODU Innovation Center and we hosted a trunk show at Bloomingdale's up in New York. So we we've hosted like three trunk shows with Bloomingdale's today. And, you know, we're launching some new partnerships at retail uh, in, in the next year with, uh, you know, several retailers and boutiques. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, we got a chance to go to Haiti over the summer as well, which was a great uh, experience and just being able to work with our partners and suppliers and uh, to walk the floors of our factory um, and, you know, to really start to expand our factory network was, uh, you know, pretty much what we worked on all summer, including a new web store at HamiltonPerkins.com. Oh, that that is awesome. Now, how, how, growing up, how did you wind up getting into, like, wanting to do leather and bags and, and making that kind of stuff in general? I think I started out, like, I was in sports, so I, I'm kind of more of, like, I mean, I was athletic growing up. Like, I, I played basketball. I ran track. I actually raced BMX. Um, some Somewhere along the way, I think I started collecting sneakers, and then I started to figure out that certain sneakers were more desirable than others and that depending on how you presented them and how you were merchandising them, you could get more money for them. So I would sell sneakers that were in demand. Uh, you know, back then they were called quick strikes. I guess they're still called that. Uh, I would sell quick strikes or, you know, just like hard to find colorways, uh, you know, just basic Air Force One, uh, Nike, you know, shoes. And I think from there, I, I kind of got more into like streetwear and fashion and like just being interested by culture and wanting to contribute and feeling like a good place to start from my experience was always like a, a brand has a really solid uh, bag uh, foundation or like a, a bag line, a handbag line. Like that was that's always kind of been the cornerstone, you know, from my point of view of like the brands that really like stood out and could uh, kind of stand the test of time. So, uh, you know, that's how we started. We started in that category and it just so happened that I had a personal problem in that space. So, uh, you know, we built from there. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you're doing that many sports, you probably had quite a few different duffel bags yourself. Yeah, myself, I, you know, like I say at the time back then, I, I mean, I carried, you know, different bags, but back then it probably was less relevant. It was more about sneakers. You know, I think along the way I started just, you know, as I matured and I, you know, traveled more, I, I think I just looked for more ways to kind of accent like individuality, just to express myself, be unique. Uh, accessories is definitely a way to get there uh, from a style perspective and just, you know, attention to detail. So uh, you know, again, I had, uh, kind of worked in different accessories. So, uh, the transition to, you know, really focus on one product, uh, you know, gives you, uh, an ability to do it better. Uh, you know, if you spread yourself too thin, sometimes, uh, that can be a recipe that, uh, you know, doesn't end well. So yeah, we felt like starting with one bag would be a good idea. And, you know, now this holiday we're launching with four new silhouettes, we'll have a duffel bag a backpack, uh, a smaller uh, women's like festival bag, and then 
you know, like a, a classic silhouette that we did that was two bags in one. Um, it's a backpack and a duffel bag. And that was always our bestseller and uh, very limited edition. So, uh, you know, we're basically gearing up for a, uh, kind of like a restock of these items. So uh, when you were getting started, how, how did your family take that uh, you starting up your own business? You know, I think my family's pretty much always thought that I would do this. Um, I think if I, I if I get my yearbooks out, I think the writing is there on the wall. It says, you know, you know, you're going to be the next Ralph Lauren or like you're going to like do things in, you know, fashion. Like people actually said that back then. And, you know, I would be the, you know, superlative of like most likely to become a brand name type of thing. So like. I'd say everyone in my family's, you know, probably, you know, could see it coming. Uh, you know, I took a detour, I'd say for a while. I mean, I, I worked in finance for a few years and learned a little bit about economics, supply and demand, you know, kind of got a bird's eye view of just business as a whole and, you know, got my MBA. So, you know, all these things kind of prepared me, I'd say, and all these experiences contribute to what the product is today. And, um, you know, family is a critical part of that. I mean, they were some of my first customers, um, you know, first design ideas uh, and and so on. So, yeah, absolutely. So what do you what, what's your hobby outside of your business, Hamilton? Uh, I mean, at this stage, I mean, it's 15 months on the job, so there's not a lot of time for hobbies. I'll just keep it, you know, really honest with you. Like I'm usually in the office early, you know, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., and I'm here until 7 p.m., 8, 8 p.m. at night, and then when I get home, it's kind of the same idea, but, um, you know, I do, I like to exercise, so I'm usually in the gym by 5 or 5.30 a.m., and, you know, I'll kind of, you know, spend Sundays relaxing, just sleeping and, like, actually doing nothing, you know, so that's what I've probably gotten used to if there is, if that's a hobby outside of work is like I just don't do anything I, I just shut down and you know, this is my time and you know I just kind of you know just disconnect for a while well disconnection well I wouldn't call that a hobby I, I'd call it with a, a tactic to uh to hit the reset button for you and and to get back into it exactly that's that's a way to look at it absolutely it's like I you know when I was working in corporate America I probably had all the hobbies in the world. I'd play basketball, I'd, uh, you know, music, concerts, and just stuff that you do when you work, I guess, for, you know, when you work for someone, you, uh, you know, have that kind of, you know, you're, you're working a nine to five, you know, that's why it's called a nine to five, because after five and four nine, you have time for other things. So uh, where I am now is, uh, you know, I'm at the top. So, you know, no one to blame, no one to point fingers at. Um, the success is on my shoulders. You know, the failures are on my shoulders. Um, I take the last shot and, um, you know, I, what, what I see is, you know, one thing that is controllable versus what's not controllable. You know, I, I have a talent in design or in, uh, you know, effort or eth work ethic, but, um, you know, work ethic itself is like something that is controllable. So, uh, and, and many times that's what's needed to really close the gap. So, in our case, um, you know, I work, uh, you know, I work to make that happen, and you know, that's how we're here. No, I, I love that, and I, 
I uh, definitely identify with that, and especially when talking to other people who uh, they 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 all they have to worry about is their nine to five, and everything the rest of the time is theirs. I mean, I can't imagine uh, my even myself like ever getting to that point where I just like, eh, you know, I'm cool, whatever. I can do whatever I want after after I'm done working because like my work is what I love, and uh, while I do have a few little hobbies myself, it's it really it's the it's about the passion for what I do. Yeah, and that's you know, and the thing is, it's, uh, to me, if you're happy in that environment, then you won. You know, you 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 won the championship. You you get the ring, you get the prize because you're doing what you want to do. You know, like that's to your point. Like you love your work, and that's you know, that's what you that's what what makes you win is because you're doing what you want to do with your time. Absolutely. Uh, so I just real quick want to remind everyone that they're listening to the Dreamers podcast with your host, Joe Pardo. That's me. And I'm interviewing Hamilton Perkins. Hamilton, what's been the biggest roadblock for you? Um, I'd say, I mean, everything's a roadblock. You know, uh, manufacturing can be a roadblock. Sales can be a, a roadblock. Uh, financing can be a roadblock. HR, you know, um, I honestly don't spend much time thinking about roadblocks. You know, I'm always focusing on what's not a roadblock. What can I do? What can I control? You know, if 90% of, you know, things are how you react to them, then, uh, you know, I'm going to focus on how I, how I do react. I'm going to be on offense as well. You know, I'm going to be proactive so that, you know, I do help make the things happen that I want to happen. Um, You know, you always can rely on yourself at the end of the day. So, you know, uh, I would say, I really, you know, I don't see the roadblocks. I can't see them. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, I, uh, so yeah, it's, a, it's tough for you to pick just one, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, the minute you start thinking about roadblocks and you start thinking about what's negative or what can't you like challenge, you know, what can't you do now you're in that zone. And that's the zone that, I mean, I feel like if you're there, it's already, uh, it's already like not the right winning formula in my case. Like, I feel like I don't really, you know, I think optimism is something that, you know, it's like, it's a skill, you know, you do have to think about it. Uh, but yeah, in our case, there's no roadblocks. Might be for other people, but not in our case. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, what's well, okay? So then, what's one of the ways that you you? I mean, you kind of already explained it as far as like how you go about in your thought process to not even get to that point where you're thinking of things as a roadblock, but as a as a challenge. You know, what what's some of the process that you go through in your mind to 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 arrive at like, okay, this isn't going to be a problem. Well, I think, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm like, I'm half math and probably half creativity. I think, you know, I look for like the structure and things. I definitely look for, you know, what is a subjective call and what is not. And the minute that I can tell, okay, you know, there's a deadline to be met. That's subjective. You're either going to hit it or you don't. Uh, now when you get into creativity, you're looking at, you know, a photo or video, you know, of our product or something like, you know, some people may enjoy the mountain scenes and some may enjoy the urban scenes. You know, that's something that is like 
that's a part of like art, you know, and I, I just kind of, I think depending on what part of the business I'm working on is how I think about things. Uh, you know, math to me, you know, is black and white, you know, you can, you can get a number, you know, you can get there. Uh, and then I think when you start getting in on the other side of the business, um, you know, that's something that is, uh, you know, that's, that's the, that's fun for me is to be on that side. So, you know, challenges and things like that. I mean, everything is a challenge because, um, you know, items or objects don't have to look a certain way, you know, like, there's no reason that, uh, you know, a bag could be made out of uh, sustainable materials versus like, you know, traditional like textiles. Like that's just the um, that's like a choice, you know, and that's that's what makes that's what unlocks magic is the fact that it's made out of, you know, a different material and that there is a surprise in each uh, item that we sell. So, uh, you know, constant, you know constantly thinking about just practicality i think um that's how we like approach you know any any kind of uh you know project that we're working on we we really try to be as practical as we possibly can mm. yeah no i i and i i definitely uh love that you said uh, half math half creativity because i i definitely feel i fall in that in that same boat um hamilton what was your childhood dream growing up I think I initially thought I would be in the NBA. I, I wanted to go and play basketball. You know, I think I wanted to, you know, play for the Chicago Bulls or something. Um, you know, eventually that didn't work, you know, like I didn't go. So uh, I think uh, I always was, you know, interested in like business or like, I don't know, like just especially clothes. Like I just felt like that was a very personal uh, area to work in because people, you know, kind of trust you with their vision and trust you with their, um, you know, with your judgment on, uh, these m many decision points, uh, design decision points. And, um, you know, I think eventually, uh, I kind of found my way through, you know, like I worked in finance for a while and kind of, you know, learned more about that. And, you know, I can't say that, um, my mom working in, uh, banking didn't like have some influence on me, um, you know, but that in the long run wasn't going to be for me. Um, I was, you know, pretty, uh, like growing up, like, I guess pretty inspired by like, uh, you know, just like sports, just because, uh, I, it was just something that I, I could just do all day long and it would never, uh, like occur to me that like, you know, there were other things that I should be doing. And, um, you know, I think now that's kind of how I feel about, you know, what I do, that, that is how I feel about what I do. You know, I don't, it's hard to picture like what else I would be doing if I wasn't, uh, you know, running a company. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting how, you know, you set a vision and, you know, then you actually achieve it. So here we are. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. So what are your dreams for the future looking like? I think, you know, I just want to continue to do what I'm doing. I, I enjoy coming to work. So, you know, continuing to do that. I want to continue to make beautiful products and, you know, expand our product line. I want to create more income opportunities with each product that we sell. I want to continue to deepen our partnerships and relationships and kind of continue to grow our team. We have a really small team. We want to grow our team and uh, you know, just kind of 
you know, have a, have a legacy, I guess, for, you know, uh, just like how we did things, you know, how we, you know, approached business, you know, we kind of, you know, set our own path and set our own lane and, you know, we want to inspire other, you know, whether it's creatives or people in business to do the same. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're doing a lot of inspiring, uh, you know, with the story and and with the way that you're giving back to the not only uh, society but to to the environment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Hamilton, how can people connect with you online? Yeah, so you can connect with us at hamiltonperkins.com, and you can check out with uh, the discount code Dreamers. And you'll get ten dollars off your uh, first order with us. And uh, you know, if you have questions, feel free to reach out. We appreciate uh, the opportunity. Oh, that is that is awesome. I, I will definitely have all that in the show notes at uh, dreamerspodcast.com. Thank you so much for taking the time, Hamilton, today uh, to to be a, a guest on the show and and even just to reach out in, in the first place. Um, uh, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? I mean, keep an open mind. I think, uh, you know, there's lots of uh, opportunities and I think a lot of times we just don't try enough things. So I think uh, anyone searching to find something to do or whether you're already doing something, you know, that's that's what I say is, you know, stay patient and, you know, try new things. I, I love it. I love it. And uh, it, speaking of, of staying patient, if you were patient and listened to this whole episode and got something out of it, please, please, please share it with someone that you care about or that you know uh, who will get something out of this as well. Um, that's all that I ask. Hamilton, thanks again for taking the time, and I'll see everyone next week. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The Business Podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.